You're listening to From Fear to Love. I'm your host, Alma Lee. So today I just want to share a few things that I've learned in my own experiences with dating, relationships, romantic partnerships, that sort of thing. So if you've listened to this podcast, uh, you know that I'm, uh, I'm many things, <laughs> uh, but I'm also a writer. And the last book I wrote, But Who's Gonna Wipe Your Ass? I wrote that as a provocative challenge to the audience to consider why they are engaging in casual situation type, sexually gratifying relationships, whatever. The instantaneous gratification. Why are people struggling so much with intimacy in their partnerships? I think we are all dealing with FOMO, fear of missing out. I think that there is an instant gratification that is marketed and is available through the use of dating apps. Okay, I'm divorced. Um, I have been in more situation slash relationships than I care to admit at this point. And my, you know, and in my wheelhouse and doing what I do as a therapist, the first thing that I have to do is I have to look inward. I have to figure out what is it that I'm doing that needs to change if I am seeking partnership. And the truth be told is I, you know, I, I have my daddy issues. I have my childhood trauma. I have my exposure to what uh, I think categorically and subconsciously in my mind what a relationship looks like is fundamentally unhealthy. I think that's my biggest issue. Why am I sharing this? Well, because I want to be a, a beacon of authenticity. I want to be somebody who can relate to their audience from a place of, you know, just not just being accountable, but being authentic in my accountability. I, I'm, I'm a great person. I'm a wonderful human being. I think that I'm a good person who does good things, who seeks to find the good in others. I think all of these things about myself. So if that's the truth, then why do I struggle in relationships? I think that, and I share this with you so that this will give you something safe to lean into so that you can do your own inner work, your shadow work, so that you can identify those parts and pieces of yourself that are problematic, that cause you to hit a wall when it comes to connection with other people. Um, The number one thing, we're all screwed up, all of us. Every single one of us, when we are dating or entering into a partnership with someone, we all bring a bag of shit to the table. And the older that you get, the bigger that bag of shit becomes if you don't work on yourself. I will never uh, get on this platform or any platform, speaking, writing, and claim that, oh, I'm a therapist, and I've, I've been in therapy, and no, the problem can't be with me. Well, that's more of a punitive mindset, and I don't agree with having a punitive mindset. I believe in having an authentic mindset, and I think that the reason that I struggle in relationships is because of my needs, my need or needs for safety are very complex, and I think that a lot of times when I am getting to know someone, when I'm partnering with someone, dating, whatever, that because of my complex needs for safety, it comes across as being demanding. It comes across as pressure. It comes across as blame in that the person that I am 
in, in the process of getting to know feels as though I am holding them accountable for the sins of people that I have been with in the past. And that's not the case at all. Not at all. Um, I've tried to communicate this with potential partners and sometimes it's fallen flat. Sometimes I've gotten, um, you know, defensive responses. It's all understandable. It's all understandable, which is why communication is key. Clear, concise, specific communication for me is one of those methods by which I need safety. And I try to, to communicate that when I'm getting to know someone by saying, look, this is what's happened to me in the past. This is how my personality is set up. And in order for me to be able to move forward in this connection with you, this is what I need. I need responsiveness. I need clear communication. I need to understand what your intentions are. I need to know how you feel. And obviously that makes a whole, a whole lot of sense in that on the other side of it, it'd be like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Now we're just dating. We're, 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 you know, that's too early for you to put all that pressure on me. I, I'm not, I'm not down with that at all. Totally understandable, totally understandable, but it does not change the fact that that is what I need in order for me to move forward and feel safe. And I guess the, the truth of it is, is I'm an impatient person and I am an impatient person because of the fact that in the past, I feel like I have wasted time with the wrong people. Obviously, you learn your lesson and you move on. And what's the lesson from wasting time with people who don't have the same mindset as you? You feel like in the future, you're not going to waste that much time. So it, it, you, you translate that and you transition that into how you do business in the future, which may cause other problems, such as creating a sense of pressure on somebody who has expressed interest in getting to know you. I, we've only been talking to each other for a month now. Why are you putting all this pressure on me? Why do you need all these things from me? It is what it is. It is what it is. I don't want to waste time. Time is my most valuable commodity. I do not want to invest with someone if they are not willing to meet me where I'm at in the beginning. In the beginning. And the thing is, another thing too, a caveat to that is that I will never ask someone else to give me something that I'm not willing to give them, that I'm not willing to meet them at 150%. Not only will I meet them there, but I will go above and beyond and provide even more of the same for that person. I am 100, 150% willing to do that. Um, and so I think that's probably why I'm single is my, I, you know, I, I don't want to sit over here and say, oh, well, you know what? I have all these high expectations and I'm not going to, I'm not going to partner with somebody unless they do A, B, C, and D. But the truth is, is that that's pretty much where we're at right now, at least for me personally. Um, I know, I know who I am. I think you should know who you are. I think that you should know where you stand in what you're willing to sacrifice in your current situation in order to be in a partnership, if there is anything that you're willing to sacrifice. I think that you should understand what it is about you that needs to grow and heal before you bring any of that garbage into a potential relationship. But it's a shit show, right? It's it, ultimately people, we all do it. We all do it. When we start talking to someone, we have a face, we have a mask. We have a mask that we wear because we want that person to be interested in us long enough to get to know them and to take the mask off so that we can show our true selves. The truth of the matter is that relationships are freaking scary. 
they're scary because what we're asking from someone else is, I want you to connect with me on the terms by which I present myself to you. So what we're going to do is we're going to present ourselves in the most favorable way by, by wearing that mask. We want people to be attracted to us. We want people to think we're funny, intelligent, caring, kind, charismatic, all of those beautiful, wonderful things. We want people to feel like we are the end-all, be-all, and that we are the answer to their prayer. So that when we do get that connection, when we do build that attachment, because it is partly attachment, we want to be able to feel safe so that we can take the mask off. And when we take the mask off, when we've already built that emotional attachment and we've created a sense of safety in that, look, this is who I am, this is what I do, this is how I act, that person will be less likely to leave us. They will be less likely to breach the partnership because they've already invested a little bit. And so have we. But it's tricky, isn't it? It's a dance. It's a tricky dance. And a huge part of it is taking risk. It is a huge, huge risk to take. Um, my parents were married for over 50 years. I've spoken on this many times. And their relationship was... My father was a narcissist. He was a closeted homosexual, in my opinion. Obviously, I didn't have anything written down, and he never disclosed that to me. But um, it was it was obvious, now looking back, things that he did, um, people that he spent time with, his behaviors, that sort of thing. And my mother turned a blind eye to it. So as a child, I'm witnessing all of these uh, dysfunctions and the toxicity by, uh, by which they demonstrated their, quote-unquote, love for one another. So my initial exposure to partnership, romantic partnership, was horribly skewed. It was horribly dysfunctional and toxic and abusive. My father was extremely emotionally abusive. I never saw him physically abuse my mother, but been what it was. But my mother, she just ignored it. She stood by her man. She prayed. She, went, she wanted to go to church. My father wouldn't allow it. She didn't actually start going to church until after he passed. Um, but she gave up her entire life to be with a man who cheated on her with men. So that was my exposure to what relationships are. Um, it was not healthy. And over time, I have tried through my own therapy work and through my um, creation of, of uh, friendships with people who are in long withstanding partnerships I have tried my damnedest to develop a different mentality about what healthy romantic love looks like. I think at, at, at some deep level for me, there is this thing within me, and I have to be authentic about it, there is this thing in me that is kind of steadfast in the fact that I'm going to be disappointed like, I, I think that I have a belief at some level that I'm always going to be disappointed. But I think in my mind, too, with my therapy and with my own meditation work, my own spiritual work, that along with being disappointed is that that is not inherently dysfunctional. Being disappointed in a romantic partnership, I think, is inevitable. I don't think that it's necessarily dysfunctional or toxic. But I do think it's inevitable. The dance for me, and the reason I'm sharing this with you today, is understanding how much disappointment do I deal with and contend with and maintain that partnership before I feel like it's toxic or before I get triggered to my core and thinking, nope, I'm going to nope the hell out of this right away because 
I'm not going to be like my mother. I'm not going to be like all of the women that I've known in my life who have been cheated on, myself included. But there's that part of me that wants partnership. There's that part of me that desires the opportunity to be with a healthy person so that I can lean into my feminine energy in a submissive place so that I feel um, I feel comfortable and safe in serving my partner. That has been something that has come to my uh, understanding not very long ago. It's, it's probably about a year, 18 months ago, when I had the realization that I never... I've never felt safe in my feminine energy. Never in my life have I felt safe in my feminine energy. So I think what I have done is I have been attracted to and connected with partners who were toxic in their masculine energy. And that was a trigger for me. So that kind of, it sort of reaffirmed my mindset of staying in my own masculine energy because if I'm not feeling safe, why would I let down those walls? So... What's the end all be all of this, this dialogue? What am I trying to say here today? Be kind. Be kind to yourself. Understand yourself. Allow yourself to be who and what you are in the present moment. And when you do that, without judgment, that's the key part. You've got to look inward into yourself uh, and, and your self-sabotaging behaviors in a way that you can articulate your authentic place, because you're never going to fix anything in yourself if you don't quiet your mind and your heart long enough to do so. And you're not going to quiet anything in your mind and your heart if you're sitting there blaming yourself saying, oh, well, you know, I'm this, I'm that, I'm broken. I'm, you know, never going to find anybody who's going to be able to see me as a whole person. They're just going to see me as a collection of broken pieces. And that's not true. You're a whole person, just like I'm a whole person. You are deserving of love, affection, connection, respect, great sex, that intimacy, that physical partnership that we all desire. Let's talk about that too. You know, that's a huge part of it. There is an instant gratification that comes with developing a sexual connection with someone. And we all do it, or at least most of us do anyway. But you've got to quiet the mind. You've got to quiet your heart. And you've got to stop the self-deprecation. You've got to stop seeing a romantic partnership as the only way of expression of love of self. You've got to develop a way to love yourself first. And I do. I absolutely love myself. I've come to the conclusion I am still healing. I'll always be in a state of healing. I will always be a a work in progress. I will always be an evolution of who I am. I am not the same person I was yesterday. Tomorrow, I'm going to be a better person than I am today. I think that holds true for anybody who is seeking to increase the quality of their life, whether on their own, independent, in their profession, uh, with their children, or in their partnerships, their friendships. I think that by me taking the time to be vulnerable in this regard here on this platform by committing myself to this episode of this podcast is part of my growth. 
because I'm sitting here talking to you and telling you that these are the challenges that I've faced. These are the issues that I have encountered in my life. It is a huge reason why I wrote my last book, but who's going to wipe your ass? Because at the end of the day, if you are settling for constant wash, rinse, repeat cycles in your dating life, you're not going to cultivate anything of depth. You're not going to be able to have a deeply rooted partnership with another human being if you do not see in yourself what you want to grow and heal from or heal and grow from. You got to heal before you can grow. So that is where I'm at. I love myself. I seek to love others, but I will not love someone else to the detriment of my self-love like my mother did. That is... I think is my biggest roadblock. Well, no, it's not a roadblock. It's a speed bump. It's a speed bump. That is my internal contract with my inner child. You see, that little girl, that little six, seven, eight year old, you know, Alma Lee, she's still there. Your inner child is still there, alive and kicking as well. So that little girl, she gets protected because when she was little, she didn't get protection. She was on her own and she had to figure things out on her own. So now almost 49, you know, 49 year old Alma Lee is, I have to protect her. She has got to be protected. And so that little girl saw her mother relinquish all of her autonomy, relinquish her intelligence, her intellectual ideas all just for the sake of maintaining a partnership with someone who never valued her. My father never valued her, not because he was necessarily a bad person, inherently bad or evil, but because he was so incredibly broken and isolated. He had so many mental health issues. I could go on and on and on. He simply did not have the capacity to give my mother the love that she deserved, that she was entitled to. And as a child, I witnessed that. So that was my first introduction to what romantic relationships and marriage and what marriage looks like. So the contract that I created with myself as a child was I will never put up with that shit. That is my fundamental contract. I will not put up with that shit. The struggle I face now in dating is that I feel shame triggers when I am disappointed. Like I was saying earlier, you will always be disappointed in your in your partnerships, your friendships, all of your relationships. There will there it's inevitable to be disappointed. Completely inevitable to, to be disappointed. I think for me, I just need to find that sweet spot on what is the limitation? Where's the limitation in your disappointment? What are you willing to tolerate as a means of maintaining a connection with someone else? I think for me, when the disappointment comes in the form of disrespect, and I challenge that disrespect, I challenge gaslighting behavior, because a lot of people knee-jerk into gaslighting. They don't know that it's emotional abuse. They just engage in it because it's a, a common, very common defense mechanism that many people use that they have been incorporated into their life to keep themselves safe, end up injuring and harming and hurting those around them. And they don't know any better because they haven't done the work. They haven't worked with a therapist and they haven't identified their own problematic behaviors, which we all have. Every single last person on the face of the earth has some type of feature with their personality that absolutely could be improved upon. So again, I'm, I'm still learning. I'm still working. I'm still growing. And I just want to share this with you today. 
and encourage you to do the same introspection. You can't do the self-deprecation dance. You can't blame, fault find, judge, all of that shit. That's not purposeful. Got to quiet the mind, quiet the heart, look inward and figure out what am I doing and why? Why is this not working out for me? And what do I want? Because at the end of the day, the thing that you're seeking somebody else to provide you is something that you need to provide for yourself. So find that peace. Find the understanding of what you're doing, why you're doing it. I firmly believe that all the chips will fall into place for me. I ne- they already have. I have an enormous amount of love in my life already. And having a romantic partner, having somebody I could connect to and spend my life with would absolutely be a lovely thing. It would be wonderful. I would love to find that. But my happiness is not bearing on a connection with someone else. My happiness bears upon how I feel about myself. And you should too. All right, guys. From fear to love, this has been an LBM production. Please like, subscribe, and share this show. Thanks for listening. <laughs>